Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm really glad you joined me tonight, whatever part of the world that you're listening to us from. I'm just really delighted that you're here tonight and I wanted to welcome everyone and I also would like to Say happy Veterans Day to all the veterans and a big, big thank you to all the veterans, uh, to everyone who's served past, present, and future. Thank you. Thank you. A big salute to you and your family. And I would also like to take a moment to um, express my condolences to uh, Dr. Miles Monroe's family um, because uh, Dr. Miles Monroe and his precious wife, uh, Ruth Ann, and uh, seven other people, including two pilots, and uh, were killed in a plane crash. And I would just like to express my my utmost condolences, and I'm very, very sorry. And I pray that you have comfort and peace during this time for all the for the church members and for their family, for their church family and for their family family. So, uh, Father God, I just thank you right now that you bless the families and the loved ones of Dr. Do- Dr. Miles Monroe and all of those that, that that died in the plane crash. And, Lord, we know that they're in a better place and that they're with you. And I thank you now for the peace that passes all understanding and seek comfort to all those that were impacted by him, all the, those that loved him and his family and the other people that perished in there for the loved ones, Lord. We thank you for peace, comfort, and envelop them in your love and touch them like only you can. Give them peace beyond their understanding like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now I'm going to go to a brief song. It's by Keith Holiday, and it's appropriately entitled Peace Beyond Understanding. So I'm going to go there, and I just pray right now for for peace beyond understanding for this, for these people, for the families of the of the lost of the loved ones here.
give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in Him, your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. When I'm on my way and I don't know which way to go, my mind just spins and everything's becoming gray. I just turn to Him in the glory realm. I cast my cares into His hands. He takes them all and gives me His rest. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in Him, your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. If it seems that all you have is falling away And everywhere you go the sky seems gray You just turn to Him, those are temporal things Stand on His word and His praises sing And by His love and grace, He'll give you rest. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in Him, your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in.
It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness is happening right now. The people, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and the glory shall be seen upon you, and the nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. How amazing. How wonderful. How glorious. We're going to look at a different aspect in regard to, I want you to take your Bible and turn over here to John chapter 5. John 5. John 5, we have quite an interesting story. And what is happening here, Jesus, I don't know how many times, well, you can actually count them, how many times Jesus actually healed people on the Sabbath day. Now, the religious people really thought that was one of the worst things he could possibly do, heal on the Sabbath day. We find the story in John chapter 5, and this is what it has. And hello, everyone. We have lost Frank for a second here, so I'm going to get in contact with him and have him call back into the studio. If the area code 812 would text or or let Dr. Frank know that his call dropped, I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, while we're waiting on Brother Frank to call back, I'm just going to let you know about some announcements. If you have any prayer requests at all, Feel free to call 866-857-4837. That is 856-857-485-RIVER. It's 866-85-RIVER. And so I'm going to be trying to get a hold of Dr. Frank Summerall, but as I'm doing that, it it's a good time to tell you about um, that uh, enrollment for the uh, spring semester, I believe, or the, well, it's one of the semesters for the um, school for the RBI, River Bible Institute, and also for the for the um, for the River Bible Institute and for the River School of Government and for the River School of Worship. So that's going to be January 2nd is going to be new intake of students. So it's going to be the third the third semester. Um, and uh, so. That will start the second, and it's some wonderful, wonderful Bible colleges, wonderful schools, and it is just, it is amazing. I went there two years, and um, it's it's really changed my life. I know that the the pastor said to me, "You're not the same Deborah that walked in into the uh, into this place." Um, so it's a wonderful place. There's a website, riverbibleinstitute.com, riverschoolofworship.com, and 
www.thegovernment.com. So just uh, if you want to go check it out there. And also um, a really awesome thing is um, I'm going to play a quick little, um, I guess you want to call it a promo for that. And uh, play that for you real quick. In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? That's a good question. Will you answer the call? Speaking of calls, I'm going to answer Brother Frank's call because he just called back. Praise the living Lord. And Brother Frank, you're yeah, live you on that? the air. There you are. You're well, live on the air. Drop the program again. Yes, you're you're on the you're on the program live right now. Okay. Okay, I, I think you yeah, left okay. off at Isaiah, and then your call dropped. So I'm going to let you take it from here. Okay. Okay. All right. What what it says in the, the 51st, 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah is prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born. And so all the way from the beginning of time, all the way through. Now, remember, the Old Testament healing came by obedience, told them to do. They did. They were healed. But what we see here today Healing is not by obedience. Healing is by covenant. It's called the covenant of healing. In that 53rd chapter, it's so powerful. It, it goes on to say in verse 4, So surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did seem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. That means we are healed right now 
by the stripes of Jesus, asking him to heal us and touch us. And so what basically we're going to talk about here, quite interesting, having to do with the fact of healing, is the power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Let's look back in Isaiah chapter 9, speaking about the fact of what his name shall be called and will be called. In Isaiah, it's so powerful and wonderful and glorious. This begins in that particular chapter, which we've read before. He goes on to say, of all this, in verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Then it goes on down to say in the last part of verse 7, he said, The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. All the way back there in that time. Then, of course, go back to Isaiah 7, 14, which gives a prophetic word in the direction of how Jesus would be born, the virgin birth. So, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now we have to look what Emmanuel means. Emmanuel means the God with us. That's how Jesus was born, of a virgin. And when he was born, they shall his name shall be called all these names. We're excited about that, wonderful about that. We can call on his name, and healing can and will be ours. Several years back, I was traveling south on Highway 31 between South Bend and Kokomo. It's the wintertime and the uh, streets were icy. And uh, what I was following, I was following a tow truck. This tow truck, I found out later, was not properly belted. And so on the, just before we got to Kokomo, this uh, tow truck went around. And as it was going around this car, I followed it. And what happened at that point in time was so, you know, strange that I saw through the air a car coming toward my car, hit my car. And uh, I just, all I had on my heart and in my spirit was the name Jesus. I said, Jesus! I'm sure I said it louder than that because I was pretty excited. Had my son with me then. He was about five. And so when that thing happened, on the other side going north, unbelievably, that the car went across the median and hit another car and killed two women. And, uh, you know, what was positioned in my heart, my life, was the name Jesus. And the Lord showed me when I got back from that excursion. When I came back from that, I started reading the word. And the Lord started speaking to my heart. He said, believe in the power of the name believe in the power of the word and believe in the power of the blood. Those are the three greatest weapons we have is the name Jesus, is the blood, his blood, and then also the word of God. These are our weapons that we have. That's amazing. Totally amazing. The name of Jesus. So as we were reading to you just a little while ago, you can write some of this down in Isaiah chapter 9, 6 and 7, talking about that. In Isaiah seven fourteen, it talks about that. And then when Jesus was about ready to be born, the prophetic word came forth. 
thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You find that in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. How that the very name, his name shall be called. And this is what it said in verse 21. And she, talking about Mary, shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Then went down to verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The power of the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus, he stayed in the dark side for quite a while until he was released by the Spirit of God after baptism, after coming into ministry. Then his ministry actually started after that. But the power of the name, that, that that's one of the things we don't quite understand in our modern countries is the power of the name of Jesus. As I've traveled the world, gone to different places, and I have seen various people back in Indonesia, way back in the jungles of Indonesia. Those people know the power of the name of Jesus. One of the great stories that I've heard from that, and even Brother Sumrall told us that story years ago, on how there was a contest between the two, between the witch doctor and the missionary. The missionary was the Dutch lady. She was heavy. And very heavy. The reason I say that is because you're going to see what I'm going to say next. He said, okay, we'll have a contest. Two weeks later, they had this contest. And the witch doctor levitated and brought his body up a foot high, up to two feet high, going up to three feet high. All of the village was so enamored about what he did. So she said, Lord, I know I'm a little heavy. I know I can't float. And the Lord said to her, get him down. So she pulled on him and pulled on him and got him down. And then finally put her foot in the middle of his stomach and says, come out of him. And the witch doctor was delivered at that moment. He didn't even know that he was in a contest. He was so demonized at that point in time. But the power of the name of Jesus, hallelujah, at that name every day shall bow, at that name every tongue shall confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, we have an interesting word here having to do with the relationship with the power of the name of Jesus. Now, even they tried to stop disciples from speaking in that name. you find that. If you want to write down some of these scriptures, you can write these scriptures down. In Acts chapter 1, it has to do with the promise. In Acts chapter 2, it has to do with the word prophesied. Acts chapter 3 has to do with the proclamation. And Acts chapter 4 has to do with what God was doing in great splendor and majesty in the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. So they said to the disciples, don't speak in that name. See, the name Jesus, get this, has been given to the church. We're the church of the living God. So when Jesus came from heaven to earth, he lived on the earth for 33 and a half years. He died. He rose again, and here's the good news. He's coming back soon. Uh, 
Look over here in uh, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In verse 20 it says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Now, here's the question. How do you receive a name? How do you receive a name? Number one, you receive a name through inheritance. Guess what? He did not call him Joseph II. Now, that's what generally what they would do. They, they would take their sons and call them the second one. If he's the first one, of course, he's the second one. Not Joseph II. But God gave him that name. That name came from God to the earth. Hallelujah. His power, his majesty, his glory, his life, the very life of God operates through that name, Jesus. Isn't it amazing that when someone gets angry and they start cursing, they don't curse Buddha, they don't curse uh, Muhammad, they don't curse any other, other cult. They cuss in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the devil hates the name. <laughs> Simple. The devil hates the name Jesus. For that name was the name that got him ejected out of heaven. I can see a big number, ten and a half, just on his backside. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean, he was thrown out of heaven, kicked out of heaven. And uh, you say, why ten and a half? Because that's the size of my foot. <laughs> that's what the word of God teaches us to do. So by inheritance that came, not Joseph II, but his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from sins. And now turn over to Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 13, have an amazing story. And what God wants us to do is to read the word, read the word, read the word, read the word. And as we read the word, we take the word inside of us. And therefore, we are totally, wonderfully, gloriously blessed. In the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, and this is what it has to say here. It's so powerful and so wonderful that Paul, of course, is talking about these things, causing these things happening, causing what's going on. And then he calls all this thing. All right, look at verse 33. It said, God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, that in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Talking about the name Jesus, how powerful that name is. We can use that name in tragedy. We can use that name in pain. But we use that name in worship and praise and adoration and glorifying his name. And you want the presence of the Lord, you start talking about Jesus. You start saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, I worship you. Start going that direction. You will find God's power and God's glory operating in your life. It's such a wonderful, glorious manifestation that God wants to do for you. So the first one is inheritance. The second way you receive a name is a name was conveyed upon him, conferred. That name was conferred to him. Look over here in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. In the book of Philippians, as Paul was coming through teaching and preaching to Philippi, he's saying these great words unto the that church and telling them 
how powerful and how wonderful the name of Jesus is. It's very powerful, very wonderful. We've seen that happen many times. And when you come against or you come against demonic force and power, you've got to use the name. Use the name. Use the name of Jesus. I said to Philippians chapter 2. All right, let's look at verse 9. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above who? Every name. And that's a colon there. It means they're not finished talking. That at the name of Jesus, every name should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ, Lord, to the glory of God the Father. My, 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 my. When God gives you a name, that name stays with you. He had given him a name above every name. Now, what does that mean? Whatever sickness you have, Jesus is over that sickness. Jesus over that pain. Jesus is over that suffering. Jesus is over that torment. Jesus is over that crying and wailing and things that are going on in your life. He's over all the power of the enemy, the power of the name Jesus. In Spanish, it's Jesus. All the way around the world. In German, it's Jesus. And in all the languages around there. I have other languages too, but his name is so powerful and so wonderful and so glorious. You call on his name. I've told many men that before they've gone off to war, I said, remember, there's a name you should never forget. His name is Jesus. Had a Vietnam veteran come back from the war and was telling me that he was in a firefight. I'm not militarily understanding about certain things. But while he was in that firefight, called on the name Jesus. When he was there, he was not a Christian. But in the foxhole, he became a Christian. And God started working with the man, started touching his heart, started touching his life, and turned him around. And he made a promise. He said, when I get back, when I get back home, I'm going to go to church. I was over preaching in California. This man was telling me the story later. He said, I came to your service there, realizing what I said to Vietnam. And several of my people asked me to come hear you preach. Even figure what city it was. It was in Southern California. And so uh, it's several years back now. And uh, I didn't know this, but the Spirit of God did. That two years before he got to that service, had broken his back in a car accident. And I began to prophesy to him. I says, call his first name. I said, you've been in this accident. This happened and that happened. The other happened. And he talked to me later. He said, how did you know that? I said, Spirit of God told me. And 50 feet away, the power of God hit him. The power of God hit him. And it was an amazing thing. And it was so great and so wonderful and so blessed. It was so good. And the power of God was there. And so, and as he came down to the platform, after being out of the spirit for a while, he came down to the platform. He says, something inside of me told me that I had done so much wrong. 
I had done so much wrong that I could never come back to God. He said, while you were preaching, I saw myself in the rice paddies. I saw myself in danger. I saw myself ready to die. And that's what I did. I called on his name. I called on his name. That name will save you. That name will heal you. That name will set you free. I'm sure many of you out there have heard that course. There's something about that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will pass away. But there's something about that name. I'm not the best singer. That's why I don't sing right now. But those are the words to it. And the words that have come from a man's spirit to write that down is so wonderful. There's one thing in heaven that we will never fail to see. We will see the efficacious wounds of Jesus. We'll see the wounds in his hands. We'll see the wound in his side. We'll see the wounds in his feet. We'll even see the wounds on his back. The wound on his head. Wounds in the body that he took for us will be eternal. You say, how do you know they're going to be eternal? Because when he comes back and he talks to the Jewish people, they're going to ask him, where did you receive those wounds in your hands? He said, I received them in the house of my friends. And they will remember and they will weep and they will wail and remember what happened during that time. We serve a wonderful God. A God that let his son die for all mankind. One of the greatest stories of substitution is found over there in the book of Genesis. In Genesis, it tells us a wonderful story how Isaac went with his father. And as they were traveling, they went to the land of Moriah. That was the place of sacrifice. While they were traveling there, now the young man must have been a teenager, maybe a little older. He said, Dad, we've got the wood, we've got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, he said, God will provide himself a lamb. That's what it talked about. When he takes that situation going on right there, that God will provide himself a sacrifice. And as you read the story, tells it a little further on what's about ready to happen, what did happen in that area of thought and idea. And so what happened? He took the son, put him up there, strapped him down with the ropes, tied him up, ready to take the knife and plunge it through the heart of his son. And God let an angel speak to him and says, don't kill the lad. And he looked around and he saw, and there was a ram caught in the thicket. Now, that ram that was caught in the thicket, I believe what happened there was God gave Abraham a revelation of Jesus because from Moriah to Golgotha is just a stone's throw. That's where Jesus died, at Golgotha, and over here in Moriah. So that was a stone's throw away. And I believe God said to Abraham, he said, Abraham, you see that one on the middle cross? The one on the middle cross is my son. 
you take your son home, but my son will die for the whole world. My son will die for the whole world. His blood will set mankind free. All the way through the Word of God, we're told about how that Jesus has been our substitution. goes on to say here, let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who thought him not to be robbery, be equal with God. He made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. When that took place, that's why we can say that God had given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Should bow. Things in heaven, things of earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. So, we see that the first is by inheritance. The second is by being conferred or placed on God, placed on him. And this is the one I like so well here. Turn to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. Colossians, the wonderful book. As Paul was preaching in Colossae, he wanted to talk to the Colossian church and telling them about the power of Jesus. Be going back just a few verses, this is what he said. In verse 14, he said, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and it took us out of the way, nailing it to his cross. This is the one I want you to identify and notify yourself with. In verse 15, and having, that means already taking place, and having spoiled, what? Principalities and powers. We're talking about demonic forces. He spoiled principalities and powers and made it show them openly, triumphing over them in it. You possibly don't know what that is actually saying. You see, what they would do when they had a conquering king, he would take all of the people that he had won in battle, and he would they, they would be paraded in front of the city. And so that's what this is speaking about. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. He's already paraded the attack of the enemy, all those things that the enemy had done, in front of his father. You've got to get a revelation of that, that he's already done it. He's already spoiled the principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. I love this so much because here's what happened. Because on resurrection morn, in Revelation one eighteen, this is what takes place. I'm telling you, put your shouting shoes on right here. It says what happened at the resurrection morn. This is so powerful and wonderful and glorious. Because in verse 18, he says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Oh, you can hear resounding in the background. Up from the grave he arose with a triumph over his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain. He lives forever with the saints to reign. He arose, he arose. Hallelujah, Christ arose. That's what it's all about. The power, the glory, the majesty, 
wonder what he has called us to. Actually, in the Amplified, it has something more to say about that in the very fact that God disarmed the principalities and powers that were arranged against us and made a bold display and a public display of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. So mandated authority, having to do with the fact of Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. He said, notice, how many times they say, in my name, in my name, in the authority of my name, you do this. Here's the problem of the church. A lot of churches believe that in Jesus, but they don't know the power of the name. Oh, my, my, my. A story's been told in the direction of this. This man dies, and his wife starts saying the word Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Kept on saying that word Jesus. And the angels said, they're calling his name. They're calling his name. They're calling his name. So what's the end result? So he has to go back. He has to go back inside his body and be healed, and then he can go home. How powerful is the name of Jesus? Now, turn to Acts chapter 11, and in verse 26. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. Hallelujah. In the 11th chapter of the book of Acts, in the verse 26, we read having to do with the power and the majesty of the name of Jesus, wonderful and glorious. All right. Now, beginning about verse 25, they departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And that whole year, they assembled with the church and taught much people. And the disciples at place of Antioch, they were first called Christians after Christ. Now, when you call yourself a Christian, do you say that because you're not educated the way some are? Or do you say that because you have relationship? We cannot say it because of acquaintance. A lot of people are acquainted with Jesus but you have to have relationship, knowing that he's the son of the living God, that he saved your soul, he delivered you from the powers of hell, and now, and now you're victorious in every way. See, we've had a lot of religious people would say, well, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what. Uh, Brother Joel Osteen's father was quite a great man, wonderful man of God in the Houston area. And so we'd see Brother Osteen, went down to his church there, and he told the story from the platform. He said one day he went downtown and he got in the elevator, and this guy is just cussing up a storm. Cussing this, blanketing this, blanketing that, blanketing this, blanketing that, blanketing this, blanketing that. Finally, after a few minutes, Brother John said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. We equal time, equal time, equal time. man didn't know what he was talking about. So Brother John just lifted his hands in the air and said, I praise you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I bless your name. Oh, and finally, they said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just giving God equal time. I'm just giving God equal time. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what we need to do, giving God equal time, no matter what the enemy's got something out there to say, whatever he tries to say, whatever work he's trying to do, those things are trying to happen. I'm telling you what, power of the name of Jesus. The power of the name of Jesus. You know, so many things that are running through my heart, running through my life. Ever since I've been a little boy, we and our family, I was raised to know about Jesus. I got saved when I was five. I got water baptized when I was 11. I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 11. I got called to preach when I was 17. But the relationship. Now, you can't have a relationship with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You're just by family members. Okay, my dad saved, my mom saved, my brother saved, my... No, no, you got to know it for yourself. It's a one-on-one situation. It's a one-on-one situation. So after being saved for a little while, I was a teenager back then, and so I kind of drifted away a little bit. And uh, Dad happened to preach a whole revival services on the coming of the Lord. And it, 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 it was a series that was quite lengthy. And uh, I tried to get far away as I could from the pulpit, I managed to do that. I sat way at the back of the church. And uh, it, it's, you know, so I sat back there. And I'm sure he knew what I was doing. Well, anyway, he was right back at the last point in time where he had just finished that series. That was Sunday night. Money rolled around, and what Mom used to do, she used to, you know, take care of the kids and everything else, and we don't know what kind of appointments they had. Usually they'd leave us a note, tell us what's going on. But that time I got out of school, by the time I got home, there was no note. Mom would usually have some milk. She had some cookies there awaiting our appetite. And so uh, she didn't even leave that out. I said, what's going on? I don't know what was going on. One hour went by. Two hours went by. Three hours went by, and I started crying. I said, my God, I missed the rapture. So I tried to call all my Christian friends. Nobody was home. I tried to call my uncle and aunt. They weren't home. I looked all over everywhere. Couldn't find a Christian anywhere. Just about that time, was about ready to give up. Dad comes in the door. I said, well, sorry, Frank. We didn't leave you in a note. He said, you look like hell. Now, that's the first time he's ever said to me, I look like hell. Because I was just, you know, shaking. Face was white. <laughs> I was a mess. I was a real mess. And so what was taking place was something amazing, totally amazing. And so uh, he said, well, let's go upstairs and take care of business. Now, I thought for a moment he was going to give me a whipping. I really did. Take care of business. That usually meant that was going to happen. So he said, kneel down on your knees. So I did. So say these words after me. The sinner's prayer. And I said it from my heart. I was bawling my eyes out and crying. And he said, don't you feel better? And I said, yeah, Dad, I do. He said, that one good thing. I guess I'll see you in heaven. I said, you, you guess. I said, I, I, I know I'm going to see you in heaven, Dad. I know it. So from that day on, when Jesus was so inside, I was a different man. I was a different young man.
my thoughts were different, my plans, my actions, everything. My attitudes were different. Everything was different. He got to school and they said, well, what happened to you? And I got to testify. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sitting on the side of the fence. I said, oh, come on, Jesus. Let's go after him. That's the way I was feeling in that direction. Going after the men and women that need to know Jesus, the son of the living God, the power of the name of Jesus. We need to know that. Now, generally, as I speak about that, I usually have the messages in series. Generally, I teach about the blood first, the legacy of the blood. Then after that, the legacy of the word. And the third in the series is the legacy of the name of Jesus, the power of the name, the power of the name. God has put all this together. All we have to do is receive it. All we have to do is believe it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm feeling the anointing. I'm feeling the glory. I'm feeling his power. I'm feeling his presence. Right now, if you're sick anywhere in your body, I command pain to leave your body in Jesus' name. Neck pain, back pain, whether it might be in the calf, in the back area, in your shoulders, wherever you're hurting right now, in your arms, might be a neck situation. Whatever pain you're experiencing now, I command in the name of Jesus for that pain to leave you. Put your hand on your body. Say these words. I rebuke pain in the name of Jesus. I thank you for healing my body, touching me and making me whole. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things right now that God's touching people, healing people, setting people free. The glory of God, the power of God, the anointing of the Lord is flowing, is flowing, is flowing, is flowing, is flowing. Hallelujah. God wants to touch you today. He wants to touch your life, touch your heart. Just like that man in Vietnam. The enemy had almost convinced him that he was so bad, whatever he did, I never asked him. He said it was terrible. It was wicked. He was not saved. He didn't know anything about it. But he promised God. He said, I'm going to come. I will come and be in church. Some of his buddies brought him, sat on the very back row as far as you can get away. And when I started talking to him, by the Spirit of God, he started breaking down. The Spirit of God touched him, came up to the altar. He said, I don't know you. You just read my story. I said, no, the Holy Spirit read your story. And he will read your story. He'll tell the preacher all about you. All the things. Open up the things in the heart. Some of you right there, I was feeling this just a moment ago, that someone has spoken against you and really feel that this has been an attack on your life. An attack Yes, yeah, yeah. And there are other things, too, that are bothering you, that bother your mind. There's some out there that have great confusion. I can see that in your mind you have this confusion going on. I rebuke that confusion in Jesus' name. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart and life. Rule and reign in your heart and life. Oh, my, 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 we've already come along almost full circle right now. Having to do with the fact, talking about the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus. 
how wonderful, how glorious that we have the name. That name is given to the church. Who is the church? The people that are blood-washed. When you know you're saved, 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 you know that. That's the one he's talking about, the blood-washed church. When you know that, you have Jesus in your heart. And Paul said it this way. He said, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So when you're tempted to slide back, when you're tempted to go aside, when you're tempted to do things you shouldn't be doing, call on his name. His name will set you free. I guarantee it. His name will set you free. Tomorrow, between 6 and 7, we'll be in Daniel chapter 11. If you haven't read it, it's one of the most exciting chapters of the Bible. Because what it goes in to show you is the Antichrist. It does talk basically about the Antichrist in the 11th chapter of the book of Daniel. We'll be discussing that, going over that. And it will be a marvelous, marvelous time. So avail yourself of the opportunity of doing that. Tune in to Fire Talk Radio. God wants to bless you, body, soul, and spirit. Be blessed from wherever you're listening right now. Be blessed. Brother Frank. Yes. Brother Frank, we have a, um, yes, hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we have a, um, some men want to answer their call, but they have a powerful testimony, and if you, um, I was wondering if you could stay on the air and listen to it, it's in regards to your, to the show. Okay. Uh, but, okay, I'm going to answer the call. Hold on a second. Okay, wonderful. Hello, Betty, you're on the air live. I hear uh, you have a wonderful, powerful testimony to share with us. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. And Dr. Frank Summerall, this is Betty. Hi, Betty. Hello. Yes, uh, my husband, Fritz, back in 2001, had had a major heart attack uh, with resulting damage to a portion of his heart. That portion of the muscle was totally dead. But there was a, thank God, there was a portion, a large portion that that was undamaged. But Fritz is 80 years old, and Brother Frank has prayed for him on, on several occasions, and including this past Monday on, yeah. on the healing conference. Well, on Tuesday, the following Tuesday, we had uh, an appointment with Fritz's cardiologist, Dr. Rank, and he gave Fritz a stress test. And when he spoke with us afterwards, uh, giving the results of the test, he said that he was really surprised because this is 14 years after Fritz's heart attack, and he really expected it to be hit for Fritz's heart to be much weaker. But instead, he found it to be stronger, and also there was there was no blocking in any of the coronary arteries. I mean, which is just the whole thing was totally amazing to him, and he couldn't he really couldn't understand it. But we give praise to God for it, and just are so thrilled. An interesting thing also is that evening 
as Fritz and I were praying before we went to bed, I heard the Holy Spirit ask me if I could believe for a totally healed heart for Fritz. And so I said, absolutely I can. And uh, we are expecting it. And God works in such marvelous ways. Amen. We, yeah. we can't demonstrate it. We just have to seek and and believe and praise God for everything he does for us. Amen. So, That's wonderful. I, That's wonderful. You know, for, for an 80-year-old man, to have a stronger heart 14 years after yeah. a major heart attack. It's, it's really thrilling. So thank Great. you for being faithful, Brother Frank. Thank you for being there for us. Hey, we're here for you. God bless you. Man, praise the Lord. Enjoyed that testimony. Thank you so much, Betty. I'm so glad you shared that. And it's powerful, powerful testimony. God is so faithful that He can He can do anything. And and I believe that I believe with you that since you believed after the Holy Spirit asked you, can you believe for a total healing? I believe with you, and I, I believe it's done. It's wonderful. Well, we 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 believe it too. I mean, He's He's been so faithful in doing what He has done. And and just giving giving strength where where the medical world expected weakness, mm. gave strong grips. So praise God. Praise yeah. God indeed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's so wonderful. God is so wonderful. Amen. So faithful. So faithful. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. Thank you, Jesus. So wonderful. I just want to say it is so, it is, God, God is so fascinating. You know, we, we think that we can take a pill and get better. And he says, no, just pray and believe me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh it is it is it is just a joy. It is just a joy to serve the Lord. Amen. And to have brothers there with us. That is yeah. it is marvelous. So that's my testimony, so thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you called in with it. I know it's encouraging a lot more people that are listening right now and then a lot more that are gonna listen as well live because this this doesn't just go on Block Talk Radio. It goes it's on iTunes, Jesus Radio Network, it's on Roku and it's on over twenty five um places that take podcasts. So a lot of people are gonna be encouraged all, all over the world with that testimony. And we overcame by the blood of the Lamb the word of our testimony. <laughs> God mm-hmm. is so faithful. Awesome. I'm so excited that you called in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Did you yeah, have any? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, te- testimonies are important because they show us what God is doing here and now, not not just back years and years and years ago, but here and now. And he, what He'll do for one person, He'll do for somebody else. 
and it, 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 it helps to build up our, our encouragement and belief in, in healing for our, ourselves. So I just I, I encourage other people to call in. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you there. And, and uh, it sounds like you have a lot of words of wisdom and, and uh, a lot of, uh, um, you know, it, feel free to share on anything else. There's no hurry. You can share on something else if you like to. Well. There's no rush to get you off, off either, you know, if you feel free and at home here. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I will share this then. Uh, Fritz has had three strokes you know, also following the heart attack. And we've been praying for healing of his strokes. Well, for the first two, he's totally healed, but the last one was really a devastating one, and and it took out um, his ability to speak clearly. And we've been praying and praying for that. Well, here God goes and heals his heart. (laughs) We we can't direct God what he's going to do, but... He, we were believing that Fritz is going to get healed, absolutely, because when when God asked me, um, you know, if I would if I would be able to believe for a totally healed heart, I said yes, I I will. I do believe for a totally healed heart, but I also said, and I I believe for total healing from the stroke too, and we do believe God's going to do that. Um, but we have to rest in God and let him do it his way. We we can't direct God. We can't God's directing us. We can't direct God. So it it is it, it is just a joy. It is a joy to to serve a living God who's in control of our lives and and we're able to trust and believe him in all facets that he has our life in his hands, and he, his goodness is, is new every morning. It's like his mercy is new every morning. It's just his goodness is there for us at all times. So praise God for that. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. I'm so excited, so glad you called. And feel free to stay online and listen, or you can stay listening from your phone. You can still hear it if I put you on mute or something. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to her, Brother Frank, while I've got her on the line? Well, she did testify about this a little bit ago, so I'm, I'm just, she's rehearsed that again. It's wonderful. Praise God for that, and I believe for the total healing body, soul, and spirit. The Bible says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks is receives of God. So therefore, that's where our basis is right there. Everyone that asks receives of God. So keep on asking and keep on receiving. <laughs> and that's the way you get it. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Betty. You're welcome. Thank you, Deborah. Okay. Thank you, Brother Frank. That was awesome tonight. Awesome teaching. I love that about the name of Jesus and. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. The power of the name of Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Wonderful. Be obedient. Be obedient. The Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So we got to be willing and obedient. 
to have the blessings of heaven come our direction. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Okay? Yes. You're That's awesome, Brother Frank. <laughs> That's all God. Okay. God bless you. God have a great night. Thank you. Tomorrow at 6 p.m., right? That's right. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. You have a great night, okay? Okay. You too. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye, Brother Frank. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, what a wonderful, 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 powerful, powerful testimony. God is so faithful. The lady, when she was sharing her testimony about um, about the uh, how her husband's heart was healed and there it did, did you know stronger and made me think of um, there was our pastor. He was at one of his crusades at one of the places and. This man had come in, and he looked very, very pale and talked about I had to have a um, some kind of a heart catheter the next day to find out what was going on with his heart, and he was in really bad shape, and he got prayed for. They prayed for him, and then what happened was he went back, and he got the, the testing done, and he said the doctors were amazed because it looked like somebody just went right in there and smoothed out all the all the blockages, and it looked like just like brand new arteries. And it was it was amazing. The great physician Jesus did that, and and uh, I don't have it downloaded now, but I'll have to play it sometime. My pastor wrote the words, "Nothing is impossible." And then Bishop McCurdy, James McCurdy, who's had um, I, I've been honored to play his music on here. He wrote a he wrote a song he wrote the music to it and it goes nothing is impossible to you my lord and king nothing is impossible creator of all things you formed the world out of nothing you formed it by your hand nothing is impossible to you and it just keeps going you know back and forth and it's just it's it's amazing I mean how God just does. He's just so awesome and perfect and wonderful. And um, I'm going to take a short little music break, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you some some of my thoughts. And um, but I'll be right back with you. His name is Master Savior. Lion of Judah, blessed Prince of Peace, Shepherd, Fortress, and Rock of Salvation, Oh, we. 
Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And I also forgive everyone who's ever hurt me, including myself. I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, fill me peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. I want to tell you right now, my friend, if you prayed that prayer right now, you meant it from your heart. God heard you. He forgave you, and he's come to He's, he's come to live in, live in your heart, and you are forgiven. All your sins are forgiven you. And always remember to run to God, not from him, no matter what happens, and know that your past is erased by the blood of Jesus. It's It's gone. It's no more. By the power of the blood and by the name of Jesus and what he did at the cross of Calvary and the victory over sin, death, and hell in the grave. And if you just, if if you need to, um, <clears throat> just read the Bible. If you don't have one, get one. And I would suggest uh, reading the book of John first. And then also, if you, if you do that and then you go to... Um, you read the book of John and then just uh, go to a Bible-based church, a Bible-believing church, go to one of those, and then also um, pray every day. And it's important to go to find a, you know, a church and fellowship with, with other believers who believe uh, what you do. So those things, and, and I'm really happy and excited for you. I know heaven's having a party right now because... You prayed that prayer, and I'm very excited that you prayed it. Now, as as Frank, uh, Brother Frank was sharing about the the woman who prayed to have when her husband died, and she was he was physically dead, and she was praying in the name of Jesus to bring him back. And so, uh, and then finally, uh, he had to go back uh, because she was using that name and I was thinking about how David Ingalls wrote a song and I, I, I don't I, it might be a it's either called that name or it's called she's using that name and uh, it basically talks about how you have to go back because she's using that name you know basically the name of Jesus so he wrote he wrote that one and I was thinking of another song that uh, was sung by there's power in the name of Jesus There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. So there is power in the name of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, reads that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So there's power.
power in that name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And I'm so glad that there is power in the name. And, you know, I was going to give you some examples. I had, um, I watched this, this, um, I watched a, a video clip about, um, this woman and she was, I don't, I, I think it must have been a store that she owned, but she was behind the counter and this man came in waving a gun, a gun, and he had a mask on and he was, you know, he's fixing a robber. Well, something rose out, um, out of the spirit. This woman rebuked the man in the name of Jesus and she 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 bound it she bound the spirit and uh commanded him to to get out of the store and the minute that she said that and she took authority with the name of Jesus that man backed out of the store and left so there's power in the name of Jesus there's there's more power than any any weapon that man could ever make or will ever make. There's more power in that name than there is in anything. If you ever get stuck in a situation and you don't know what else to do and you you might be like that woman was in that situation, just say the name Jesus and you'll be surprised what happens. There was a... I was also watching this clip about this man he's back footing and he he was you know he he fell back into the life of I guess drugs and hanging out with the wrong people and and wronging the wrong people and so he testified how he was being chased by about four or five guys and they had knives and and probably guns and they were going to like beat him up and do probably you know kill him well, out of his spirit, he just yelled. He's like, Jesus! And they ran. They they just ran. And they they left. And he was, he was, needless to say, after that, he was fine. He was, but it shook him up so much. And that he remembered, he remembered how he once had a relationship with Jesus. And so... After that, he he went. He he just prayed and he rededicated his heart to the Lord and and he went he went to church. He went back to church after that and and that um, makes me think of uh, in in the book of Genesis when it talks about how your enemies will flee from you seven ways. It's like looking at a a cartoon, you know and. Uh, uh, when they're, you know, you have these little things and they're running all every which way all at once. They can't make up their mind. Where our enemies are run from us seven ways in the book of, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's not Genesis. It's, uh, um, I think it, I'll look it up here, but it's, it's talking about how um, uh, the enemy flees seven, seven, seven ways. And, um, yeah, yeah, Deuteronomy 28, I apologize, not Genesis. But um, thank you, Holy Spirit. I love the way the Holy Spirit, he's just so perfect because when I make an error, he corrects me. <laughs> so I'm looking it up in the New King James Version for you so that I can read that. And um, where 
here. It says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. And that's in Deuteronomy 28, 7. So I just, I think of, I often think of a cartoon character, like I was saying, that, uh, you know, because they come come up against you and they they try to attack you in one way and then they're trying to get, escape seven different ways. But um, I was just, I, I you know, I was thinking it as as Brother Frank was sharing on on the power in the name of Jesus. And I was thinking about it, and and all these things were coming back to me about these these examples. There was also um, somebody uh, shared this video with me. There was a lady on the subway, uh, and that she had a baby, and she was uh, there was this man that on the subway that was trying to just mess with her and trying to look at the baby and and uh he was trying to trying to do all that well this other woman saw that she, that this lady was being harassed by this man so she got up she took authority in Christ and she went over there and she stood between the the woman and the baby and the man she stood right between the man and every time he would try to make a move towards the lady and her baby, this woman would, would block the path. And she said, the Lord Jesus rebukes you. She said, in the name of Jesus, you will not touch this woman. And and this man, and, and every time she said Jesus, I mean, she, he just, it shows where he just, he, he takes off. She took her authority in Christ. And that nothing happened to that, that lady. Fortunately, he was actually taking that child to the hospital because something was going on with with the child, so uh, thank God for thank God for people who who know their authority and will will use it and take their authority in Christ and use it and uh, help protect help protect other people with it. And I'm grateful for that. Just to let you know that uh, once again, the call in number is six four six. Six six eight two zero nine three. That is six four six 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 eight two zero nine three. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to call eight six six eight five river. That's eight five R I V E R. And uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, other testimony that our, our pastor shared about this woman, he was in, uh, I think she was in, she was in, might have been South Africa maybe, but she was someplace and she was taking a shower. She came out and there was a man standing there and, and you know, he was he, he was about ready to attack her and and rape her. And this woman, out of her spirit, she said, in the name of Jesus. And that man started to shake and tremble, and he ran out of the house. Now, needless to say, the woman might probably a little bit shaken, and and but she, the power in that name, is 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 exactly what we need if if something something is going on that that we need help with, then we use the name of Jesus, and and it will. 
It will go. It has to go because there's near every every knee shall bow, and there's everything above in that name. So I'm just I'm I'm very grateful to God that you know once again I wanted I wanted to share the testimony how um, I had a I had a really severe um, I guess, uh, trauma and scarring um, that had happened in my left ear so that I I had some hearing difficulty to where if somebody was actually not facing me, then I could not, um, I couldn't really understand what they were saying. So um, they would have to actually be facing me for me to really hear what they were saying. So, um, but a couple of weeks ago, praise God, I was there. I was riding in the car with somebody, and uh, there, you know, I was in the in the back seat, and they were driving. There's something in the passenger seat, and so they had to face the windshield. And I heard them perfectly what they were saying. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" I mean, I can I can hear out of my left ear now. I don't have a problem. I put the I put the ear on the uh put the phone on that ear now and I can switch back and forth between the you know on the phone between the ears and I don't have a problem hearing it I can hear better out of it and I was going around asking people I'm like turn turn your back to me and and say something <laughs> I was just so excited to be able to hear out of that ear I mean I could hear before but just not when people were only if they face me, and but it, it's so exciting, and I and I know that you know everything else that needs to be manifested will be manifested by the grace of God and by His healing and by the punishment that He took on Himself, uh, that Jesus took on Himself on the cross of Calvary, and and I and I know that He's just He's so wonderful and He's so awesome, and I just give Him all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. For, for healing me, for healing my ear, for making me whole, for saving me, for delivering me. He's delivered me and saved me from so much. And I should have been dead so many times, but he kept me. His hand was upon me, and he kept me alive. And coming to, as it says in Esther, I've come to you, come into the kingdom as for such a time as this. And uh, But God kept me. He kept his hand on me kept me alive and and he never gave up on me even when sometimes I admittedly gave up on him did I have a right absolutely not for all that he's done for me but I'm I'm grateful he never gave up on me I'm grateful that in all my mess he still wooed me and 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 romanced me and 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 wooed and cooed and courted me and and just was there the goodness of God leads leads us to repentance, and so I'm grateful to him for that. I'm grateful for him for not not ever giving up on me, not letting me die that that so many times that I should have been should have been gone, and allowing me to share about him, giving me a platform like Fire Talk Radio that I can tell you how good God is 
and how much he loves you and that he has a great plan for your life and that he wants you to know that and that and and times when I can teach you and encourage you and he who waters will himself be watered. So, and that's just, uh, it's an exciting thing and it's exciting to know that, that uh, to be used by God is exciting as well in and of itself. And so I am, I am really, truly grateful to God because without him, I'm nothing. Our, our pastor, as I was saying, he says he's a big mess without Jesus. <laughs> oh, so I am a big mess without Jesus. I was um, going to let you know that um, Pastor Rodney and Adonica are going to be doing um, on starting the... I know I have some listeners in South Africa. I know I got a comment from one of you that listens in South Africa. So I wanted to let you know that my pastor and his wife and some other people are going over to East London, South Africa. And they're going to be doing a... um, conference there. It's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six days. It's called the Days of Glory South Africa. Now it's at River Park, 1 Pontoon Road, East London, South Africa. And it is uh, plus 274371114800. That is plus two seven four three seven one one four eight zero zero, and that's at River Park, one Pontoon Road, East London, South Africa, and that starts Tuesday your time. Uh, well, Tuesday yeah, well Tuesday your time seven p.m. and then Wednesday at seven p.m and Thursday, 9 a.m. and 7 p.m., and Friday and Saturday is 9 a.m. and 7 p.m., and then Sunday is 6 p.m. So you can you can also go to Revival.com and look under itinerary. That's Revival.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-A-L.com. And look under the itinerary, and you'll see all the itinerary. He's going to be going to England as well. So for those of you listening in the U.K., he's going to be going to uh, Pastor Ronnie Howard Brown. is going to be going November 30th to the 12th of December. So for those of you in England that listen, he's going to be at the Cornerstone, the church, 38 Station Avenue, and that's in Surrey, uh, KT1, uh, KT12, and then 1NU, England. And the phone number for that is plus 44019329630000. And that is plus 4401. Nine three two nine six three zero zero, and that's at Cornerstone the Church, 
38 Station Avenue, Surrey, England, and that's Surrey KT121NU. And that's going to be November 30th to December 5th of this of this year. So I'm really uh, excited to be able to give you that news for those listening in England and those listening in South Africa because that's just going to be, um, well, basically pretty soon it's going to start in South Africa. That's going to be Tuesday through Sunday. So I I pray you get a chance to go for those of you listening in South Africa and also listening in England. So um, now if anybody wants to call in here and give any comments or prayer requests or testimonies, you can call 646-668-2093. Now I'm going to be going to a song right now. It's it's from somebody that goes to our church. And he's an um he's a worshipper, he's um a worship leader in the youth in the youth part there. I believe he might be a youth leader as well. His name is Rom da Costa, Costa and that's R O M D A C O S T A. He's given me permission to play his music. I believe he he wrote this song, um and it's called. Uh, if he didn't write this one, but he, he's, it's a wonderful, it's anointed, and it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So I'm going to play it for you, and you be blessed. You enjoy it, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk a little bit more. Be blessed. I am a 
amazed by your never-ending grace. You're the only one for me, the only one I need. All glory and honor and praises go to you.
Absolutely beautiful, beautiful anointed, anointed music. If you would like any further information about Rome, and you spell his last name D-A-C-O-S-T-A, you can go to YouTube and then forward slash official Rombo, or boy, I don't know how he he pronounces that, but you spell it, it's just official, and then it's R-O-M-B-O-I, so that's official Rombo. And that would be Rom da Costa music. And um, for the other people that graciously gave me permission to play their music on here, and I played Freddie Haler uh, tonight as well. He's the I played his song that name is Life. You can go to songofangels.com for further information for him. That is songofangels.com for Freddie Haler. And last name is spelled H-A-Y-L-E-R. And for Peace Beyond Understanding, Keith Holiday, Keith E, the initial E, and then Holiday, and uh, saying that, and that is, you can go to Keith holiday.com and that last word is H-L-H-O-L-L-D-A-Y let me let me start that one again it's uh, Keith Holiday and that's spelled H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y dot com so it's KeithHoliday.com he's saying peace beyond understanding and for um, for any of those musics, and I'll also be posting them on on the description as well for you. Now, there's another artist I'm going to be playing. It's Zachary M. Smith, and you can go to ZacharySmith.org. That is Z as in zebra, A C H A R Y. And then it's smith, S-M-I-T-H, dot org, to check out um, Zachary Smith, uh, Smith's music. So I'm going to be playing one of his songs in just a few moments after I give you a quick announcement to let you know that if I didn't tell you, I've been authorized to give you a scholarship to the Bible College, which is starting in January. So... If you feel you've got the call of God on your life, and uh, then I have been authorized to give you a scholarship to go to Bible college. And if you feel somebody else has the call of God on their life, then you can also you can also give them a scholarship. And if they feel somebody else has got one, they can give them a scholarship. So I've been authorized to do that, and that is really exciting. So. I'm excited to excited to to tell you that and if you just call 813-971-9999 and you can get the um you can ask for the Bible college or you can go to riverbibleinstitute.com and you can uh check that out or riverschoolofgovernment.com 
riverschoolofworship.com as well. Check it out on there. So I just want to let you know that um, I have uh, coming up next, uh, coming up tomorrow on Tuesday is is Brother Frank's Bible study from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. You know, give or take here or there a couple of minutes. So he's going to be um, he's going to be doing his show for about an hour there, and he's going to be leading people in communion. So they are um, you know, just be prepared accordingly. And then Friday, I'm going to be continuing my series, my new series that I've started. It's on the twelve pillars of my faith, and it's it's by. Um, I maybe did last week. I did the repentant heart. That was Friday at 8 p.m. And this coming Friday, I'm going to be doing the hungry heart. So, and on Saturday, I'm going to be continuing my series called Jesus, the Ultimate Healer. I'm going to be doing part five, or um, I believe it's part five next uh, Saturday. But until we meet again. I want you to know that you are loved, you are valuable, you're accepted in the beloved. I love you. God loves you. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.
Insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.